All right, so let's get this one started. And I'm going to warn you right now, this is going to be a little bit ranty. But at the same time, I'm hoping that this sort of discussion and analysis gets some new thoughts inside you because I know it's got some new thoughts inside me. All right, so today I want to talk about integrity, which is a word that is thrown out a lot. Uh, you know, we, we do get a lot of information um, these days, especially with social media. I mean, you log into Instagram and scroll for a minute and everybody's giving you their latest opinions or something cool and fun or showing off something they just found or where they're going. But you also get a lot of advice and, and recommendations and career tips and everything in the world, right? So we hear a lot. We get a lot of, a lot of input. And one of them is about integrity. It's about um, honesty and being real with yourself. But here's, here's the thing. A lot of it, especially when it comes to the subject of business, a lot of that integrity discussion is actually, it's a bit of a Trojan horse. It is, they take integrity on the outside, but what's inside? What's inside is the inverse of the basic concept that there is no honor among thieves. And that is something you have to think about. That is something that I think we overlook when we're looking for that inspiration. What does that mean? There is no honor among thieves. Well, it means a lot of things, but the general idea is, let's break it down. What is a thief? In general, a thief is someone you cannot trust. A thief is someone who will take, obviously, something that's not theirs. A thief is someone who will manipulate somebody for their benefit, even at someone's detriment, right? So a thief is either ignorant and naive and taking things they shouldn't take, or they're malicious and they're intentionally trying to hurt someone. Either way, someone loses while they gain. That is a thief, right? Okay. Now, that's exactly the case that their benefit is a direct, directly linked to somebody's detriment, somebody's loss. Then a thief obviously is a negative thing that we're all in agreement on that, right? What does that mean? There is no honor among thieves. What that means is that whether you're talking about <laughs> organized crime or gangs or just People with questionable scruples working together, at the end of the day, everyone's always holding a dagger behind their back in certain circles, especially in business. And I don't just mean, you know, Gordon Gecko, 1980s, big businessman, cocaine snorting assholes. I, I mean, like, in general, so many people in business justify their behaviors, even when they're like abhorrent and, and just straight up manipulation with the idea of, well, I got to get mine. Sorry, I bumped something there. This idea that I got to get mine and I'm just doing what I need to do to succeed. Obviously, it's flawed and it has been flawed for a long time. But let me bring it back for a second because I'm going to talk about specifically about the arts. There is a longstanding, very obvious, if you're willing to see it, very obvious problem with the arts as a commercial thing, as a something that's, you know, a commodity, as something that you sell. Artists want to ideally make a career out of their art. Okay. Historically, artists, and I'm going to lump in musicians in there because they are really, really involved in this. Musicians, artists, painters, writers, dancers even. Okay. Historically, artists aren't always great at selling because selling in general is... How to, how to explain the basic concept of selling. Let's take a big fat parenthesis here because I want to explain what you can, or rather how I think you can understand how commerce works in the arts, 
but also around the arts. Okay, let me explain that real quick. So what are you spending money on when you buy art? What you're spending money on is entertainment. Now, what is entertainment? Well, think about this. If you've ever done your taxes, especially in the US, then you know that entertainment expenses are something you can cite. Isn't that interesting, especially for business? Why? Why are you able to do that? Not that the US government has any kind of basis of, of any type of interpretation of morality or what's right or wrong, but the point is when you buy art, you're buying entertainment. Entertainment doesn't have to be mindless. Entertainment doesn't have to just be, you know, well, mindless. Entertainment can be anything that's not directly uh, food or shelter or some kind of payment for um, something that you need. You know, it's not it's not a, a life important thing. It's certainly not a recovery thing like medical, um, etc., where you're trying to fix something, etc. Art is entertainment. When you pay for art, the value of that entertainment is kind of up to you. If there's a musician that you don't like their music, there is no value to that entertainment for you. You will not spend the money on an album or spend time streaming uh, or anything or go to their shows. That's entertainment that you don't see a value in. Okay. When there are tools and products and things that are sold around an art form, and yeah, this speaks directly to me because I run NBP retouch tools and I'm a photographer, right? So when there are tools like this that surround an art and every single art form has them, these tools need to be interpreted, in my opinion, the correct way. How do you interpret the tools, whether it's the actual physical tools or something about learning? How do you interpret what that cost is, that expense? You should look at it as a way to enhance what your effort is. You are trying to create art, let's say. You're trying to create art so you can make money from your art by investing in education, makes sense. Investing in equipment, makes sense. Investing in some other kind of tool, makes sense. Look at it that way. You are investing in this so you can make a return on that later, okay? See, for example, in my retouch tools company, I'm grateful for all my customers, but on occasion I have a customer who almost acts as if the NBP retouch tools should be free because I should give to the arts. I should give to the artists and need to support the artist because God damn it, he or she is just trying to make a career and it's hard out there and I could use these tools, but why are you trying to, you know, exploit the industry is what I've been told on occasion. This is rare, but I do hear it. And luckily it's rare because I think most people appreciate it. But what I'm trying to say is that this is where I talk about integrity in the, 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 in, in the industries that surround the arts and the lack of integrity that we have. And it's not just from the customers, it's the people, some people providing that sort of halo effect of the industry, the tools and the knowledge. The bottom line is there's a lot of snakes out there. And that's something that's difficult to um, think about in the arts, but that's just been the case forever. I mentioned musicians. We all know, or at least we should know, that record labels are legendary for screwing over their artists. They will fuck them over, and they have since the beginning, okay? Once they realize, hey, I can sell this, they being like record labels, executives, random business people looking to invest in something, they think, I can sell this. And what's happened over the many, many decades in the music industry is that this corruption is baked in to the industry, is baked into the culture, and is expected. It is a given. 
So we have taken the lack of integrity in the music industry and the music labels. We have taken that lack of integrity and we have justified it. We have completely said, well, that's just how it works. That's how the arts work. The corruption in Hollywood in general, that's just how it works. Okay. The corruption and manipulation that we have of women in the arts and in business in general. Okay. Women get exploited all the time, sexually harassed all the time. And some people still try to justify it. Like that's just how guys are. Boys will be boys. So there are snakes in the grass everywhere. But the reason why I'm bringing up the topic of there's no honor among thieves is not just to get you thinking about it, but as a warning, as a warning. Okay. For every Elon Musk asshole and all the other Jeff Bezos assholes and all of them who have made all this money and we put them on a pedestal as being so great. At the end of the day, for all those guys, there are hundreds of millions of other wannabe assholes who are not going to succeed at that level, but think that they're on their way because of their methodologies, if you want to call it that. It's their manipulation. It's their face stomping is what I'm talking about. And that kind of shit is unfortunately common, like I said, but I don't know if they really think about the idea that there's no honor among thieves. A lot of times you see not just posts on Instagram, whatever, but you hear people talk about like integrity being interpreted as those who have my back will have my back no matter what. Those are the real ones, no matter what. But there's a little bit of like this undertone of like, like organized crime. Like you won't tattle on me. huh? You won't rat on me. That is the principal sort of point and tenet of that whole idea that they're trying to sell you that your guys, your people, your people who have your back won't rat on you. I understand that a lot of the laws in the country are bullshit. I, I get that. Okay. But I'm not worried about breaking laws as much as I am about screwing people over. And just because you're on your way to the top in whatever fucking industry you're dealing with or whatever little business you have, just because you're growing and making a ton of money, if you are screwing a bunch of people over and you're surrounded by your fucking sycophants who tell you all the time that everything is okay and you're great and you're wonderful as long as they get theirs, okay? And then you have your associates that there may be competition, maybe not, but you all sort of work together as long as everybody has their little grubby hands in the pot, fuck everyone else. And if you're going to help me, then cool. And if not, then fuck off. Yeah, that is kind of the Gordon Gecko 1980s businessman, isn't it? But we hide it now. Okay. Income inequality is worse than ever. It's worse than the 80s by a long shot. But we have justified, we have normalized the Gordon Gecko fuck you face stomping attitude. We idolize Elon Musk and others. And I'll tell you right now, someone who's a billionaire did not get there on integrity alone. They got there on face stomping. They got there on turning the other cheek when something was happening. Now, I've been having a long time. I want to lay out, kind of just set up the whole situation here because here's where the problem lies. There is no honor among thieves. Everybody has a knife behind their back in this sort of uh, circle. As soon as you lose a little or you trip up a little bit, those daggers come out and you're going to get one in the back. And that's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. Yeah. And you might think that's just business. That's just cutthroat. It's just what I do. My people got me. Fuck you. Fuck that. Fuck everyone. I'm going to win because I am a, a, an alpha male or whatever the hell it is. You know, if you're a guy, you might think that way. It, 
that everything is a fight. You love to use all kinds of descriptors that are like connotations of war and violence and dominate and own. And you're going to, I get it. I get what you're trying to say, but I'm watching what you actually fucking do. And what I see more often than not is justified, normalized manipulation and lying. And then on top of that, the one of the ways this works, especially against artists, one of the ways this works, you know, actually surprisingly well is guilt trips. One of these assholes will tell you, well, okay, like let's say you call them out on their bullshit and they, you, you, ask, you ask a question. What the hell you mean by that? Why did you do this? No one, I'm not going to accept that. They might hit you with what? There's no issue here. What, you don't want to make money? This is the best way to make money. Well, you said that you would, this is all classic narcissist bullshit. These people who run their businesses this way, specifically around the arts, to me are, are an extra special type of vile because they know artists are susceptible to being manipulated because we want to make our art. We understand something about business or maybe very little, but we're generally not, you know, Gordon Geckos, we're not. And so you swoop in just like the record labels have. You manipulate, you beat the arts down, you make most of the money um, from them while they struggle, and then you make them feel bad for it. You make them feel bad for you manipulating them. And you tell them it's their fault, don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know if you're listening to this, Steve, business assholes, and maybe you are. But if you are and you're snickering and you're laughing, you think it's so funny because these stupid artists don't get it. These pansy ass little artists are just bitching and complaining because they don't understand how money works. Fantastic. Okay. But here's the deal. You want to live on your little island, hoarding your little monies, thinking you're the next Elon fucking Musk? Well, that's fine. But when that tidal wave hits or when someone stabs you in the back, you're going to lay on your fucking beach and you're going to die alone because no one's going to give a shit. Okay. All the other thieves, there's no honor among them. They'll watch you die. That's more for them. When you die, that's more for them. No one cares about you. The people you manipulate, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Next. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're not building relationships when you do that. And that is what I think a lot of people don't get. Okay? So I don't really blame customers. My customers, one in every few thousand who said something ridiculous like the, your retouch tool should be free as if I don't have to try to make a living. I don't worry about that. I worry about the people who, let's say, would run MVP retouch tools with a price gouging manipulation technique of instead of having long meetings where I sit with the development team and we think, how can we make this all together in one? And what's the lowest price we can put out there that's going to be fair for people? We're not fucking saints. I'm not saying that. But I do not believe in trying to, to make a living while manipulating others. And if you look at it, if you look at it, I think MVP retouch tools could be uh, a larger selling company with more tools being sold if they were shittier and more expensive. As long as the marketing sort of sold a false idea, as long as the marketing and the, the aggressive nature of the marketing try to suggest that you were a loser or lacking without these or some kind of other aggressive method or some kind of other business partnerships um, and distribution and marketing methods that were that had less to do with actually you know, 
imparting knowledge to people so they can use the tools better, just pushing it out there as hard as you can, trying to get as many impulse buys as you can. Look, I know all the business method, guys. I've been self-employed since I was basically 20 years old. I know how it works. I can't live with myself and do it. And I don't think it really works in the long term. In fact, I know it doesn't. Okay. I'm not needing any help right now. MVP is holding itself. Great. Fantastic. It's doing good. We've got new products on on the way <laughs> and we're having a good time. No question. I'm very grateful for the company. I'm grateful for all of our customers. But I'm not sitting around thinking, how can I make NBP 10 times as large at all costs, at the detriment of my customers, at the detriment of my product? What's the best way to do it? And these thoughts come to mind because you're like, well, I could do it. Oh, I could do that. Well, I could maybe split it. Um, I could limit this. I could do some tiered engineering to make sure that I have you know, multiple angles on how to sell something to somebody and manipulate. No, I, I'd, I'd rather go the integris route because I can sleep at night. And unfortunately, too many companies surrounding the arts are not like this because a lot of people running them are not artists. They push product for artists and they themselves are not an artist. They themselves do not really even use the product in question or products in question, whether it's educational um, or actual tools to create. They have no idea. They just see it as another way to make some money. And you can succeed in that as long as you have some level of integrity. But again, that's what's lacking. And when they screw each other over, then they act like the victim. And when someone calls them out, when an artist says, this isn't right, then they act like the victim. Then they say, well, you just don't understand. And obviously you're going to blow an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to blow an opportunity. You know what? Fuck your opportunity. That's all I have to say to you on that. I'm not saying that I'm the greatest human being that ever worked uh, in the industry. And I'm not saying that MVP retouch tools is the best tools uh, available out there. I'm just saying that running a company where you sell product to artists with a lack of integrity, which is so common, it's not something I can live with and I don't do it. But when you see it as often as you see it, you have to wonder, are we being targeted, the artists? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes, we are being targeted, not by some organized you know, conspiracy, but by individuals who are looking for any way to flip something, flip a fucking house, flip property, flip uh, own restaurants and let them make money. You know, people who believe in business ownership for their making their income, fine, fine. But when they enter the arts, they don't quite realize how passionate we are. We don't realize how much we put our heart and soul into this. We don't realize how many risks we take. How many of us quit our day jobs or quit our two or three part-time jobs to focus on our art? Because it means so much to us. And we're not trying to screw anyone over. We want to make our art and make a living. But then you come in with your little business, trying to, you know, come across like you understand so well. And you know the art so well. And you're, you're here to support the artist. And that's, that is what you and your company stand for. And it's all a fucking lie. You are a record label. That's what you are. And you're trying to exploit as much as you can. You're going to take your 90 and you're going to give your 10. And then you're going to make sure that I feel guilty about taking so much. That is what you want. And when you're out there doing that, and in case you're wondering, I am talking about some specific people right now. And I'm talking about some specific companies. But I'm also talking about in general. Because in the music industry that I was in for so long, it was a given to the point, like I said, where it was normalized normalize you are going to be screwed over by the label but how do you get past it 
Well, sure, we all want to be fucking Paul McCartney or Foo Fighters, but getting to that point is Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. It is very, very rare. And even on your way to the top, you still get screwed over. No matter how much money and successful you are, I'm looking at you, Britney Spears. She gets, she got completely exploited by her own fucking family, all the uh, businesses surrounding the industry. Okay, that was an extreme example, and she is not the only one. Yeah. Paul McCartney and people like that can call the shots at their record label. They can. They can say, I need $200 million to record this record and go on tour. And the record label says, okay. Yeah. Those are what? Couple of dozen people in 8 billion. Look, shoot for the moon. But the likelihood of you losing is high. You can also go the integrity route. You could also not go to Hollywood and be corrupt. You could also enter the music industry and not be corrupt. Hell, there's a fucking fleeting possibility you can go into politics and not be corrupt but as soon as you enter you realize oh it's just a bunch of thieves that i'm working around and that's fine then okay we just need to be thieves how much business advice is based and 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 like i said is modeled and compared and contrasted to organized crime and war these you know comparisons are very intentional because if they make you believe that you are fighting a survival thing that is either you or the other guy if they make you believe that you will stomp faces thinking that you have to stay alive by doing this now as somebody is why i've been drawing this example the whole time as somebody who is running a company in the arts surrounding the arts selling to artists I think about this all the time. I was hesitant to do this when I started in 2017. I've been asked about Photoshop tools, actions of Photoshop and plugins for five years at this point in 2017. And I just kept saying no, because I knew what it felt like to me, what these companies surrounding the arts are like from record labels to art tools and training and all that. There are some that are great, but so many are just they're just pushing bullshit and they're making sure that you feel guilty if you don't spend the money. And if you do spend the money, you need to spend more so you can succeed. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I know everything about anything, but when I decided to go into NBP, I took it upon myself as best I could to not be a record label. And, and sometimes over thousands and thousands of customers, some things have gone down badly. You know, very, very few, luckily, um, have gone down badly and customers have overreacted, in my opinion, and decided that something didn't work for them. And it's because I was lying. It was a technical incompatibility, but I was deemed a liar and a manipulator. I had been called that just by chance. But you know what? When I have a way, way, way less than 1% problem with my customers, then I feel that comes from integrity. I think I could have a 15 to 20 or 30% problem with customers and maybe have a company that's 20 times larger. But I don't want that. I don't want that. I can't sleep at night with people going, oh, you are screwing people over, but you don't care. Oh, I get it now. I can't do that. And I won't. But so many people do. So if I'm going to have mediocrity in business for the rest of my life, but I can sleep at night and make my art and not worry about, again, the dishonor among thieves, I'd rather have a small circle where we all believe in each other. And we all know each other. And we all have integrity with one another. That small circle and <laughs> business mediocrity for the rest of my life sounds pretty good to me.